Alright, what's going on kings, queens, and phenomenal beings? We are back at it again for another episode of the Fell Into Phenomenal Podcast. I am your host and guide on your Fell Into Phenomenal journey, Coach T. It has been a minute and I just want to appreciate all my friends and family who has been holding me accountable and asking me when uh, when am I going to drop another episode. Uh, in the words of a famous commercial, uh, this bud's for you. <laughs> New episode, back at it again. And I'm always happy to have a guest. If you all don't know, if you listen to the past episodes, you'll find out. I like having guests because I like talking to people. And there's one person in particular that I enjoy talking to a lot because uh, he got a lot to say too. So we're going to go ahead and introduce uh, my brother from another mother. Uh, what I call you out here? I don't even much know. Well, what should I call you? Is it for the people? I mean, he T to me. I don't know who he want to be to y'all. You know, everybody got aliases. I mean, that's who I am. Okay, well, look, I don't know, you know. You can be uh, Brother Man for the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want to go by the streets. Brother man from the weird. Well, I, I haven't came up with any aliens. You know, I had a million of them before I made this transition into to life now. And and who I represent myself as is just who I am. Terrence Dwayne Tyler, that's me. Okay, well, I can dig that. You know, I just be out here with all kind of names. Because uh, for those of y'all who don't know, I DJ too. So uh, people call me TNT or DJ TNT, uh, Coach T. Uh, so I just run them down through there. But that's just me. But anyway, he brought a an amazing topic to the table. And we're going to open up and discuss about it and expand our horizons on this journey for Felling to Phenomenal because it incorporates many obstacles. And I've listened before. We all know what the main obstacles are. But as far as Felling to Phenomenal is concerned in that journey, we focus on the obstacle of self and who you are and how you operate in this world. Because Felling to Phenomenal is not a re-entry program it's more of a coaching a support program because it is a long hard fought journey to get away from the stigma that society and people wants to put on you and my intentions here is about going from living on the edge to living with intent so that's what we do here Mm. to phenomenal so you got to first be intentional about who you are and what you do before you can even embark on a purpose and things like that. So today's topic, uh, well, I mean, forget it. I mean, let me just check on check on my boy first before we get into the topic. Because uh, uh, for, really for, doing for those of y'all, you know what I'm saying, who don't know, uh, <laughs> he is a prime example of feeling to phenomenal. I mean... Shoot, boy, I ain't even been on, on, on free soil for more than four months humping two jobs. Uh, you know, probably got more money in the bank than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just well on his way, you know? So so how has life been on this side of the fence, my brother? Man, the other day I was talking to somebody. Somebody told me, I asked them that same question. They said it's normal. And I asked them, I said, what is normal to you? They couldn't respond to it. And the first thing that came to mind when you mentioned that right now was normal. 
But normal for me Now to my realization of living life on life's terms Thank you all the counselors who gave me that definition Is actually the goods and the bads that life has to offer And what you're going to do with it And how you're going to get through it In a way that's going to benefit you So man It's it been normal I mean I see the challenges uh, I witnesses the temptations uh, I even get the moments where You know discouragement You know uh, Stress try to come in But it's just the fact that of it is, I know what the end prize is. I know that this ain't my first time going through situations like this. So you just keep pushing and keep going. And with that, everything has been prosperous. That's so, good. That's real. It. That's honest, man. That's super honest. It's definitely important to put those real life uh, uh, obstacles or emotions that we go through as we experience life period regardless of who you are what you've been through or where you come from we all ex experience stress or discouragement through our journey and some more than others um but it's just important to well well how do you keep moving forward when you feel those things i have multiple resources as far as doing that my main thing is something that i didn't have before I came to my senses, it's accountability. My, I got a great accountability team and being open and transparent with them about my struggles and my feelings, for one. Expressing those, that, was, that became a high commodity with me and realizing that it's okay to feel and to express it with people that you're trusted to. Mm -hmm. So that, that's been a blessing. Of course, man, my God, man. Uh, I haven't been studying the way that I'm used to studying, but, you know, I still listen to my messages here and go on my online church, and they always give me helpful information right on time, Holy Spirit-driven. Love it. Uh, and prayer, though, that's one thing I can tell you that I have not stopped doing. I still, I still pray constantly, especially even in the midst of, trials and tribulations, even when it's not and you know just thanking god man even when it's little simple things and, yeah. and i see myself doing that i was like is this irrelevant that you're doing that dude it's just a snack eat the snack and go on by your business but i mean it's just, i guess it's just them little small things that just keeps me holding on like i got because i know i gotta stay founded in that if not I'm, I'm i'm one step away of drifting back to the place that i went to that i don't want to go to again and that's my past behavior so that that is definitely one one uh, a high commodity as far as me in this journey and, and keep pushing and of course my volition you know I'm strong will so I know what's right and I know what's wrong and I have discernment as far as dipping and dabbing in anything that might so I stay away from it and I just keep pushing and doing what I know is doing what's right. That's good stuff, man. Never diminish gratitude. From, from the smallest piece, man. Shoot, I found myself, shoot, thanking God for the smallest things. And I was like, wow, that, that's growth. That's maturity to realize everything and every day we get is a gift. Right. But uh, you want to introduce the topic that you that you want to discuss to the people? Uh, and how it came about? How it came about? Easy. I got a motor brain. and It just get to running. And certain things I'll be going through in life, it just pop up in my head when I say, I say, man, you know what? That'll be good. And of course, like I said, my accountability team, I just threw that out there to you. It's like, you know, 
why don't we do an intellectual you know, conversation about a topic? And the topic just popped up when I asked you the question. Wow, okay, it's super spontaneous. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, we're going to hold y'all in no more suspense. The topic of today's discussion is... The significance of healthy and toxic relationships. But um bum The significance... And so when he first brought it to me, I thought it was great because on, on the simple fact of somebody may hear that initially and be automatically ready to uh, delete, diminish, or distance themselves from toxic relationships, which is a good thing. But I automatically thought about the importance of how the experience of toxic relationships are necessary and how in some instances they're they're unavoidable because where where people are in their life and their journey and if they're working on growth or not absolutely i totally agree and me being one that was dragged through negative things my whole life and now coming to the positive side of it i have this mindset of philosophy says two sides to every coin so when I look at things like that, I say it's two sides of every coin. Even when I start dibble-dabbling in religion, everybody always denounce religion and say, oh, oh well, we don't need Christianity because Christianity, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, if you read the Bible, it tells you ever since from Adam all the way down to the end that it's because of the sin nature that we does that. Everything God made good is still good. It's just us men have distorted it because of that sin nature. And whether we are willfully doing it or it's just the nature in itself, that's still a part of that same transitioning so in a sense we have to see the good and the bad in order to have a good understanding of it and have the wisdom in order to keep ourselves from falling into that trap right 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 and then we start running down those uh expressions and things you might have heard in life which to say you can't appreciate one thing without the other you know you can't appreciate the sun without rain and things like that. Absolutely. So, when it comes to toxic relationships, well, I guess we can define toxic relationships. I thought it was interesting as I was looking for a definition how the common thread of many definitions was how was a lack of support. Someone who doesn't support you. Of course, we kind of all have our own ideas of what toxic relationships are and can relate and, and can list them, you know, with the different emotions or conflict that arises within them. But that definition about lack of support and, 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 and distrust uh, was very common. So did you have a different definition? And also I wanted to talk about when we say relationships, I know a lot of people's mind goes straight to romantic, but this could be work, this could be friends, this could be family, and uh, which is funny. Well, I don't even know if this goes together, but so our TikTok video, I love TikTok, and they had this one guy on there expressing how, uh, I think the question was, what's something that people say that bothers you? The people use, the words that people use incorrectly. And he basically talked about an expression that people use incorrectly. And he, most people say, blood is thicker than water. <laughs> Which is the short version. And most people use it to support the fact that you should stick with your family 
nine times out of ten, the family that you were born into over someone you just met right. who hasn't been there. But he goes on to say that the full expression is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Wow. Which basically goes to say the blood of the covenant is more important about the, the, the family that you build relationship with, i.e. healthy relationship is going to be thicker than the water of a womb, someone you don't have a strong relationship with, which could be a family member. So it's kind of the opposite. Exactly. <laughs> use the opposite of what it means to say what it says because right. you build healthy relationships and family around you, blood or not, by your relationships. So you could have a stronger relationship with your quote-unquote work mom than you do with your real mom as far as helping you grow and become a better person and even transparent moments and things like that. So I thought that was crazy. I don't know if they really go with this, but I felt I wanted to say, share that. But we can go into the significance of uh, toxic and, and healthy relationships. I mean, that right there points out a major factor as far as the significant of toxic and, toxic and healthy relationships. Because a lot of times, coming from where we come from, period. I can't even say that. Look, as human beings, we're dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Every human being has grown up in some form or fashion in a dysfunctional family. Period. It don't even matter if you're the most wealthiest family that there is. That's a dysfunction within itself because a person don't even understand money does not make you happy. Mm-hmm. We think that it'll make us happy because it'll make life easier here on earth, but come from where I come from, it won't make life easier here on earth because you got the money, you got a whole bunch of toxic relationships now because you got a bunch of people that want to be around you just because you have the money and don't care two rats about you. Preach, preacher. So, in a sense, I think that was very significant as far as you're saying, and that takes us to the point on why is it important to have toxic relationships in your life and healthy relationships in your life, no matter if they're blood, no matter if it's a person that you just met, it's just a factor on what is the substance of the relationship. Well, before we get into the substance, you brought up a, a, a great point with your explanation just now, where... In most cases, we endure toxic relationships before we endure healthy relationships. Yep. So, in that sense, you have to even get to a certain point in your life to where you can identify unhealthy, I mean, healthy relationships. Because you come in, we're all dysfunctional, you have a dysfunctional family, uh, and boom, toxic off the rip, you know, from the way we communicate. How we hold, withhold from one another. Uh, I mean, the anger. You know, I can't li- list everything right now, but you know, the way in which we engage is toxic. You know, right. I grew up in a family that fought. Right. <laughs> so you have to go through that and kind of use that as a guide, I guess, a base foundation for what you don't want exactly. in future relationships. And then learn how to manage from there. Right. And it's funny that you say that because looking up in, in a, on the internet as far as toxic relationships, one of the categories that they use here, which is number 10, is lack of communication. And what they state there is without communication, there is no relationship. Mm. P. 
Period. Facts. Yeah, if I can't come to you and talk to you, yeah, we can't talk it out. I can't express how you hurt my feelings or vice versa. That person can't express how I hurt their feelings. No, it's, it's no relationship because that's one thing about it. Nobody's perfect. So exactly. not only are we assessing the type of relationship that we have in our life, you have to assess who you are in relationships. Absolutely. <laughs> and these are the things that I knew I didn't grow up with. So like you're saying, my foundation was set toxic relationship we couldn't express emotions we didn't have a how are you what was going on who are you and all that we just did the visual thing the surface relationship this is what here and this is there my mom she worked continuously all the time my father wasn't there all i went to school you do wrong we beat your behind boom move on blah 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 so in a sense no one in the house really knew who who was who. Yeah. I didn't understand her and her background as far as why she was structured and raised the way that she was and how she responded to life the way that she did. And she don't even understand why I'm responding to life the way that I am. Because of these same situation. The communication there was vague. Yeah. We we hardly ever talked. Nah, that that's that's good. Because I think there was an expression of something that I've heard a while ago. Maybe even I came up with it because as I gotten older and had more in-depth conversation with, like, my mom and my dad, uh, it seems as if we didn't begin to know each other till we got older because we spoke like that. And I think that should definitely start earlier, um, definitely in a parent-child uh, relationship. To have these open and honest conversations to know what kids are going through and experiencing and how to build relationships and things like that. Because I don't, I think it's not cool that some parents think that just because they don't have adult problems that they're not struggling. Right. You know, and they have to learn how to make friends and and forge good relationships too. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, it's just relationships on all, all kind of levels. Which is interesting that now on the positive side, on the positive side, which this is what I always love to do. We're going to point out the falsehood, the distortions, the beliefs that was inaccurate, our teaching that was all wrong. And then we're going to come to the actual positive way of dealing with the situation. Now, looking at healthy relationships and doing the research with it, looking online as far as what, what they have to offer for, the number one thing for a healthy relationship is what? Communication. Communication. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's like, then they even say that we have this little cliche, of course, we know communication is key. Another one that I used to know so well, oh, communication rules the nation. Mm-hmm. And the lack thereof. So, in a sense, what are we communicating in a healthy relationship that makes it healthy and not toxic? <laughs> well, the communi- what, what are you communicating? What do you not communicate? If it's a healthy relationship, I should be able to say pretty much everything. I mean, everything is TMI. I don't need to tell you if I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. But, I mean... That's the basis of a, a healthy relationship. I can communicate pretty much everything. My hurt, my disappointments, my joy, 
uh, uh, satisfaction, uh, uh, funny jokes or whatever. Um, but before we get further in there, I just want to talk because you, you transition to the healthy relationship, which is good. But I know that there are people who've experienced that healthy relationships are scary because it goes against all that you've been doing. Because you're talking about communication. Yeah, I haven't been. And who's to say I can trust this person with my most vulnerable parts and self to me? I don't know what's going to happen when I do that. Which is another seed of toxic relationships that we learn and develop over time. Holding them back from protection. See, toxic yep. ain't always just wild and outside. It's, nah. it's think of, thinking they're protecting themselves, which you are. You're keeping people out, but you're also keeping yourself in. But you're also keeping yourself in, which the, the lack of the healthy relationship that you want and desire to have in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, the self-assessments to yourself and evaluation on yourself is the most significant thing that we can do as individuals as far as what do we really want right now in this life because then we have to first come to the realization what toxic relationship essentially yes like what have I been taught as a child that has caused me to have toxic relationships for me personally it's just that one thing that I couldn't communicate and then I started realizing that it was other things on top I sabotage relationship so into the fact to protect myself from being hurt again what I would do is I would make the limitations on how far you would hurt me by not allowing you in past the limitations that I would give you so that way I can say I'm the one who ruined this and not you mm-hmm. so it's on me in a sense, within the end of the day, turns into what when it comes to me? I'm the bad guy. Self pity, self shame, self guilt. So now we're adding more and more and more and more into an area in the rim of the place of where we can't even accomplish and achieve what we truly desire inside. It's like we steady piling more up on top of a problem that is already a problem. Yeah. Dang, it sounds like, well, yeah. Yeah, that is pretty big. It's a lot of work that needs to be done. That's why it's significant. We said this once before. When we was on our way to work, when we was having a talk. Once we come to realize and understand who we are as an individual, we are more useful, beneficial, fruitful, and more productive and effective to help anybody or even interact with anybody here in this world. Relationships are key. But do we know how much that really makes sense? Yeah. Nah, nah. That's good stuff. But, I, yeah, I had a point and I forgot. But wait, ah. it, no, it's about, okay, it's going to talk about healthy relationships. Right. Um, and we were talking about the trust part. We were talking about the trust as part. As far as. But, I, yeah, I brought up the significant, uh, the, the fact of being fearful. Uh, right. Which can create toxicity. Um, I don't know, but maybe it come back to me. But it was just kind of making this transition from toxic to to healthy, because one, you have to get to a point where you identify, or like I said previously before, if you just kind of assess the type of relationships that you have now, and if you're unhappy, then you can use that as a guide of what you don't want going forth. And just like you stated, it takes work from yourself first, because I think it's always important for whatever you want from the world or from people 
uh, and, and since we talking about relationship, you have to first be for yourself. Right. You can't feel yourself with what other people give because you can't even receive it. Right. Um. So, dang, I really wish I was at that point. But okay, so go go back to the the healthy relationship then. The healthy relationships and communication being the key. Well, for you, when were you able to identify toxic relationships as opposed to healthy relationships? <laughs> when I started identifying that I was toxic, I started seeing it in the mirror. And what's crazy, I was literally in a toxic relationship. While God was telling me that he's using this to show me me to understand how to be in a healthy relationship for his glory. And it was the worst situation ever. Really? Yes. It's just because it's like you in quicksand. Right. And you know you in quicksand in the middle of the desert. And there's nobody around to say it's so, like no hope. So you saying you you identify you you were toxic how? I mean you kind of laid out before uh, earlier in the conversation the things that you did, you know, saying to limit people's effect on you. Mm-hmm. But what was a clear moment to say, dang? And you look back, I'm toxic. What what happened? Because a lot of people ain't gonna want to admit. That they toxic because that's another thing about relationships too. You you attract relationships based off of different things and, and levels of where you at. Sometimes right. you just attract who you are. Right. People don't like to face that. Right. But so there was a moment where you assessed yourself and you identified yourself as toxic. Uh, I guess what was that moment or how did you get to that moment? Well, okay. So basically, what you did say is off the relationship. So you saying. It was through the relationship that you you identified that you were toxic? It was through the relationship that I was identified that I was toxic. And what were the traits that kind of, like, got you to be like, okay, this is not good? For one, it was definitely the narcissism that was in it. Oh, that's a big word. Yeah. <laughs> Being narcissistic is basically saying that you're like self-centered. Mm-hmm. You don't think about anything about anybody else's concern. It's more for your concern. Everything is all about you. Mm. What what you can benefit from it rather than so you're the taker, as the person is the giver. I can honestly Continues. say I've experienced some of that in my early relationship. I didn't know that was a word, but yeah, I, that's I a word. definitely described that about you. That was a, it. Anything that has to deal with matter of fact, before going to the penitentiary, every relationship consisted on what you have to offer me. Dang, when, friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but this is the truth. Facts. Your truth. This is where I was at. Speak your truth. But the crazy thing is about it, when I'm listening to it and now I'm in it. This is the place that I needed to be in order to get where I needed to go. Mm-hmm. Because I had to come to the realization that I needed help, though. So to be selfish in a sense is not always bad. Is what are you being selfish for? Mm-hmm. What is the motive of this situation? Is it so you can harm people to get what you want? Or is it so you can become better so that way you can assist people with what you have? Mm-hmm. 
So in a sense, mine was all bad, but it didn't look and appear that way over the surface because I still did good things. But those good things that I did was based off of what? To make myself feel better. Yeah. It wasn't because of this is who I am, which is something totally different. Right. Naturally, who I was was a narcissist. So now how do you see how do you see yourself? How do you show up in relationships now? What can I do to help you? What can I do to assist you? Yeah, I definitely experienced that too much. I mean, too. And you mm-hmm. be trying to do too much. And but try- I appreciate and, you. And, and, and exactly. <laughs> you be trying to do exactly. my job. I'm like, get out of my way. Exactly. So it's still imbalanced. <laughs> and it's still trying to get that balance. But I'm coming from where I came from. And I even said this to you once before. Because this is where I came from. Yeah, I came from the point of my life where all I did was use, abuse, take, and all that. So now I'm coming on this side. So now I'm trying to realize where can I get the balance where I'm like, okay, this is yours and this is mine. Mm-hmm. Which is a part of my nature too. But being in relationship, this is all new. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, like this is like where God is actually dealing with me right now. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is why I just pop up when I was like having an a intellectual stimulation conversation. Yeah, and boom, because this is like it, these are things that I, I'm dealing with. I even have conversations with people that I know ain't even going anywhere just to have the conversation with. But I think it's necessary because you don't want to um, eliminate someone else's point of view just because yeah. they're not where you are. Right. Because it can help you in your relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't want to shut anything and everything out. That could be harmful to you. You just have to be at a place to one, um, be discerning, set boundaries, or um, uh, just I guess put yourself in a position to learn from it if it's if it's right. beneficial. Close thinking. Yeah. Actually, being one that that is like rejective of anything that anybody else has to say because it's different than what they believe yeah. and think. Which limitates yourself tremendously because we are all on this planet has something to offer, and that's the whole purpose of relationships and actually being interdependent on individuals. And this is why they are valuable, even the toxic ones. I, they, we have this little cliche that we say we can learn from a dummy, but what can you learn from a dummy then? Since you say that, I well, for one, I can learn what not to do. Facts. Learn from his mistake. That's something I used to do so well, but still managed to fall right into it. Because in in a sense, but another thing too, though, that that, that came to mind is the sabotaging relationships. When I literally start seeing that and I start seeing how the person would behave when you are trying so much to show them that, hey, you have someone here for you and they still try to push that away. Try to do things in order intentionally to be like they're resistant to it. Mm-hmm. So when I when I seen that and I'm like, obviously this is something because it's bothering me so much. I had to look at myself and was like, <coughs> why? And then I look back in my relationships, mm-hmm. as far as what I did, how I went intentionally, even when it came to my in my marriage. Intentionally say things and do things 
just so I can upset you so that way you can leave me alone. So what are you analyzing this? <coughs> the, the self-sabotage? Mm-hmm. That's what you want to analyze and discuss? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, with that, that... I ain't going to say it's simple like that. <laughs> but it's more... Oh, look, it's water, so yeah, I got that. You, you uh, drink it off. Uh, got some. That's boiling oh, water. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say that's boiling water. Oh, uh, yeah, video. well, look, you going to need something. Okay. No, but... That goes back to what we say about doing the work for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with the communication um, that separates a toxic and a relationship for being toxic and a relationship for being healthy. Having that space to be able to communicate and not go into a whole blow up. You know, because in a toxic relationship, you tell somebody you hurt their feelings. They were like, well, you heard mine. And it's a whole argument. Rather than in a healthy relationship where someone can receive what you're saying and either give you that space until you have time and you're ready to discuss it or just understanding the fact that you hurt them. But that situation just describes to me that there was just more going on internally with you that you weren't ready, willing, or able to communicate right that and that's just the simplicity of it yeah when you're in it it seems more complex but it's the rejection it's so much of it is you rejecting other people is so it's you rejecting yourself right it's not about the person that's what i'm saying a lot of things that we do is not about the other people it's who we are you, did, you didn't want none of that You right. didn't want none of that love You didn't want none of that attention at that time Right For whatever you were going through Right I mean You self-sabotage I guess When I'm saying you self-sabotage When you don't love yourself Exactly Not able to accept yourself You don't want to face yourself You don't want to look within yourself, yourself. You don't want to do any of that Because in, in, in a sense Like you said Is that we attract People that basically portrait us. Yeah, either they hurt in the same way or they, they fight in the same way. Or, absolutely, you know, yeah. absolutely. I believe what you believe. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I hurt the way you hurt. I support the same thing you support. You know, it'd be different different reasons. But throughout your journey, as you become more uh, self aware. Uh, more enlightened and more of your most authentic self, you attract people doing the same things. You know, if if, if you into to, yeah, you know that that's just what it is. Whatever you're gonna be into, that's who you're gonna attract. Right. So if you into self help with growth and exercise, you're gonna attract that type of people and energy. Right. Because like they say, birds of a feather flock together. Mm. And it's one of the concepts that I learned reading a book called Inside a Criminal Mind. And in the book, he states that the individual had desired something of the group of people that he started associating himself with and eventually became enslaved to the situation till it was too late for him to get out. And what he was saying is like criminal activity. I'm in the hood, I see the gold chains, I see the money, I see the rims, I see the women, I see them flashy, all that. Hey, man, I wouldn't mind having that. Mm-hmm. 
So you get yourself in there. Now when you get yourself in there, you realize they shoot guns, they fight, they sit up here and argue with one another, they really don't care about one another, they get this. And then at this point, you'd have been hanging around with them for so long before they actually start doing that. Now you feel you're obligated because now you don't want them to look at you as weak, mm-hmm. preyed upon, anything. So then you start participating in them. Now you just caught up in the whole trap. And next thing you know, you start going along that line and becoming you the thug. Man. A gangster. You lost yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't know who you are. That's why you got to be your most authentic exactly. self. Which is, which is the interesting thing about it. This is why it's very significant for Coach T to be in your life. Doc, with the plug. <laughs> hey, it's like I a myth for this, huh? Always. Yeah. Because we need these type of individuals, mentors, coaches, supporters, accountability partners. These were significant parts of my life. The very thing I've been rejecting my whole life, relationships, mm-hmm. was the most important thing. Right. When I literally sat down and I started analyzing my whole life, man, people from the past, just start flooding through my mind with things that they said continuously over and over to tell me about something that was going to guide me according to what they saw in me. So it's like that same thing. We don't understand who we are. We want to know who we are. So therefore we get out there and come to the realization that this is either a part of us or this is not. Mm -hmm. This can either be good for us or this is not. So therefore, if it's a healthy relationship, then this is something that I want to enjoy. Because I could have seen the same people that had the books, had the glasses, was over there studying, and it was over there reading. That also compelling me, but they also wasn't having as much fun as these guys. So I wanted to have the fun and have it, but I didn't realize that these people really do have fun. But they just don't have it the way that they have it. So I really drew over there and denied myself over here. And I'm not realizing that I was drawn to a toxic relationship rather than a healthy. Oh, so you didn't took it all. You didn't took it all into a whole nother realm. We didn't ex- expand it beyond relationship and just toxic and healthy situations. Cause those are relationships too. Mm. Okay, come on, relationships with inanimate objects. Okay, exactly. Or, or theories or, or feelings. Exactly. Okay. Even okay, when I we come you. to the verbiage where we, we use on an everyday basis, there actually are terms that are related to one another. Oh, well, you expanding me then? Because I, I stated earlier, when somebody say relationships, most people want to go to re- romantics. When we say relationships, it don't even always involve people. It don't. It's you and whatever else you may have an attachment to. It don't. It, like you said, your job. Yeah. Like you said, dead alcohol. Like you said, man, is it? Well, man, just go ahead. Okay, so this gonna be the homework. Cause we gotta close out this uh, this episode because we got a fun day uh, with our nephews. We going to the beach and everything. So I, my homework for you is to go through your life and list all of the relationships that you have with people. Or with things, things that you do in your life. If, if you watch TV, that's a relationship. You, yep. your phone, your relationship. I want you basically to simply assess: is it toxic, or is it healthy? Because how much time are you spending on social media? <laughs> and we out of here like that. And I'm gonna hit y'all with my new saying. The new saying uh, on my way. I close out my shows. I want you to forgive yourself 
and forget society on this journey from feeling to phenomena. So I see y'all next time. Might be a part two of this, man. I appreciate you, my brother. Always. It's a pleasure. Alrighty. Y'all, uh, stay blessed.